Go ahead and give me that sanity check. <laughs> what? Ooh, too bad, so sad. Looks like you just picked up a derangement, friend. Happy Harvey here, and you'd be insane not to check out Chaotic Click Clacks. That's right, friends. Head on over to Facebook, Instagram, or Etsy and search up Chaotic Click Clacks. Peruse their exotic array of handmade gaming dice. So the next time you're staring into the gaping mall of insanity, you can do so with confidence and style. Remember, Chaotic Click Clacks, where we want to be your clack dealer. Welcome to Maximum Rule Entertainment Podcast. We take the time to interview folks within the gaming industry. My special co-host is Jenna. She is Hi. from she's from Chaotic Click Clacks. She's a dice maker and she's a member of the Crumpets and Kerosene team. She's here to help me uh, interview this lovely group from the UK. Today we have Grace, Ben, Daryl, Vicky, all the way from, like I said, the UK. They are four of the six members of the podcast, No Small Roles. Welcome. Hey. Hello. Hey, thanks for having us. Oh, hey. I got everything right, right? Name's good? Yeah? Yeah. Yep. All right. Yeah, I did no, it right. Yes. <laughs> All right. Cool. We're already on a roll. There we go. Oh. Hey. Hey. College of Puns <laughs> is never closed. First D&D pun. There it is. Uh, <laughs> right it on. won't be the last. I can assure Sorry. you without knowing our group. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah essentially we're just uh we want to know more about your podcast and uh you know jenna might ask some questions and and uh, we might ask questions about your guys's dice habits and and stuff like that so uh yeah why don't you go ahead and tell us about your show well we are a group of six actors and we all have worked for the same theater company and um Myself and the DM, uh, David, who's not here today, uh, had for a while been chatting about starting a D&D podcast. This had happened during a, a, um, a, a like actuary party um, mm-hmm. where we were all at a, um, that we worked for a company, worked for a company called uh, Open Bar. It's like I can't remember. Yeah, things Open right Bar Open Bar Theatre Company, uh, whom Vicky is one of the co-producers of, and uh, that's how we all met. And so we um, worked out that a load of us were really interested in D&D. So uh, <laughs> we decided to start playing. And over that time, me and David were like, yeah, we should we should do a podcast. We should do a podcast. And lockdown meant that the podcast got started. So uh, we are yeah a group of six actors who were in desperate need of some acting, some storytelling, <laughs> some role play. And um, David has made this amazing adventure for us to explore within the world of Elton Pier, which is one of his homebrewed worlds. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, I guess COVID is uh, it's obviously a terrible thing, but uh, for the D&D community, it's really brought out like a thousand podcasts because uh, people <laughs> it's easier just to like set up a zoom and, and, and get a microphone and have fun with people across the world and and uh, play it's, it's nice to have that outlet right where yeah, you yeah. can sort of escape and it's not changed that much um it's mm. great to have it yeah, definitely but uh being being actors that's got to be an interesting uh dynamic for the uh the group so so is your gameplay more where you guys act out scenes within the game or you guys just uh shoot from the hip 
I'd say it's kind of like improv acting, really, yeah, isn't it? Like yeah, yeah. I, when I started playing six or seven years ago, I was like taken aback by what a good hobby it is to have as an actor. Um, to the point where, like, so I'll, I was talking, I was playing Caliban and Gonzalo in The Tempest this summer and was chatting to the director about, well, you know, Caliban's a bit more like strength and dexterity, but Gonzalo is <laughs> a bit more intelligence and wisdom. And, and it's, they sort of really lend itself to each other. And it's sort of just like a big improv exercise, but just with your voices in your minds, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. I think as actors, we probably tend to lean a little more into the the role play element of it, I guess. I think that's that's the side of it that we all really kind of uh, enjoy. And I think David as a DM yeah. as well, that's that's his kind of uh, favourite area as well, I suspect, um, judging by how he runs runs the sessions. So we're probably a little bit more role play and a little bit less combat or um, those other elements, I'd say, than maybe some other shows or other games. Yeah. You know, editing, editing combat takes forever. Yes. Uh, I, I spend hours because I throw in the, you know, drawing of the bow and the release of the arrow and then when it hits or the sword swings or stuff like that. So it's really time consuming. And then I really enjoy the episodes where everybody's just, they're walking and, and doing minor and, you know, interactions. So it only takes me four hours to do an hour and a half episode versus like 16 to you know do all the fancy stuff but you must be yeah, really i really like editing the episodes where it's just two people talking and then you're like brilliant <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and then i feel like they're cheating everybody because i'm like oh i need to add extra sound effects i'll put some goofy stuff in the background you know uh ambient noise and stuff but uh, I, as jenna as we we did a game show and that was pretty rough uh, <laughs> I, I edited out of the two hours and 55 minutes of the episode, we got a combined hour and six minutes out of it. So <laughs> it's we're the like, longest, longest episode I've ever edited. Yeah, we're like herding cats a little bit. <laughs> I, I got the end, I'm like, just tell me, what do you want? You know, it's, it's like, answer the question. Um, but you know, that's just one of the things about doing an actual play, you know, D&D you know, set up, especially with people from all over the world. And you guys are all in the same area. And so I, I'd imagine it's a lot easier. You're familiar. And I'm sure you guys actually meet in person, obviously. We used to. Oh, in, yeah. In, yeah. in non-COVID times. <laughs> yeah. Now you just stare yeah. out windows and drop dice on the windowsill. Oh. And you <laughs> stare at each other. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty neat. So how did you guys, uh, let's go back to how you guys all met to come up with the idea of making a D&D uh, podcast. So we'd, we'd met before the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, was sort of set up. So as Grace was saying, we've all worked for open bar theater. So we've, uh, we've worked alongside each other as actors um, and also behind the scenes as well. Like uh, Grace is not only an actor, but she's a very gifted costume maker and costume designer David's a composer and and writes all the songs for open bar and um Chris Darrell Ben and myself are in the shows I produce the shows so we all knew each other really well before it happened which was really handy because we obviously haven't seen each other since it started you know yeah. so that sort of there was like a context wasn't there yeah yeah and, the, and we used to play games together in person yeah, back, yeah. back when we could. Um, so we we started playing games together about two years ago now, 
I want to say yeah, about probably. that. Yeah, it yeah. was yeah. after that uh, Christmas ween party that it yeah, was. Yeah, it yeah, was yeah. Uh, Christmas. Ha- Halle- Halle- Christween. Oh. <laughs> it changes every time we remember this. Christmas ween. Christmas ween. Christmas ween sounds. No, it's, yeah, it's Halloween. Christween is the yeah. official name. <laughs> okay. We remember it differently. That's their problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was like, yeah, that was where the first discussion happened, where Ben had never even heard of D and D at that point. Mm. Uh, me yeah, and Daryl, which is some of the most shocking news. <laughs> I know. Like, no, yeah. like wow, yeah. Like me and Daryl, we were having an in-depth conversation about Adventure Zone, weren't we? Yeah, yeah we I got were. stuck in the kitchen with these two yapping on about this game that I didn't know anything about and these podcasts that I didn't understand and I was very confused but somehow still convinced to turn up for a game with them yeah across yes. the room David like heard we were talking about D&D and excitedly yeah. got a d20 out of his bag and was like, <laughs> yeah and apparently he never leaves home with apparently I totally believe that yeah, I, yeah. so do yeah. I actually yeah 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 <laughs> Yeah, I think it's the way you should be. But yeah, so after that, we then started an in-person game, which was just, it was a much bigger group than what we are on the podcast. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was once we started playing regularly, like we were playing every Wednesday or something with with that group. And then it was, me and David were like, we've been talking about starting a podcast for a year and a half. I think now is the time Mm, because we finally have time on our hands to actually work out how to do it well. Mm. Yep. And, and as you say, Zoom came the, into our lives. Yeah, Zoom came into our lives, yeah. and with the record, uh, with playing remotely, it lends itself, as you were saying earlier, like to playing and then actually then recording that. It feels like less of a leap yeah. than right. when you're all in a room together. Like suddenly going, how do we record this if we're all in a room together? Feels like much much more of a tricky sort of proposition, I think. Than, uh, oh yeah, you, you know, it's it's actually harder to record in person. Uh, because you actually have to space each other out at different corners of the room uh, to get that good sound quality. So if you see a lot of podcasts uh, when they're actually around the table, uh, some of them are like right at the table together with their microphones and the audio doesn't sound good, but then you get the higher end D&D podcasts and they're in different corners of the room uh, just so people's voices don't get picked up. And uh, they, they had a pretty big setup, but I was like, well, it's not really playing D&D at that point. You're still remotely away from everybody. So mm. it's one of those hard things to do. And I think remote, you know, playing D&D digital table uh, is, is really neat because you do get that face to face with everybody. It's just when everybody talks at once, you're like, hold on, wait, what's happening? <laughs> Or pivotal That's when moment. whoever's editing just like lowers one of us down, like shh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's the cool thing about using Audacity, and I I used to use that too when I recorded. You know, when I had five players, now we have seven, but Ooh. it's so much harder because everybody doesn't have proper setup, and then, um, you know, I can't tell them to go drop a hundred dollars on a on a microphone or you know, get into the closet or like I have soundproof foam up above me and around me. So, you know, it's the, it's not echoing in this tiny room that I'm in, uh, where some of the, some of my players, like they're in the kitchen and it just reverbs or their significant other walks by the room is like talking on the phone. And I'm like, <sighs> I can't, I can't get rid of that. You know, it's, it's very hard. So, uh, but remote playing is actually really fun because not only 
are you not playing with like the people in your neighborhood you're also playing with you could get people from all over the world and, and do a game session and, and that's you know the fun of it that i've seen so far yeah, yeah especially no, with things like getting guests and stuff like mm. your yeah. options are so open yeah i interviewed a guy last night that has uh, he does a masquerade uh podcast or twitch stream in youtube called uh vancouver by night and he's like oh matt mercer came on a couple episodes ago and Ooh. you know just hung out with us and i'm like Oh, must be nice. Well, I got one up <laughs> on him. I brought Mark Reinhagen, the creator of Masquerade, and he helped me interview them. So I was like, yeah, you got Matt Mercer, but I got the guy who created the game. But, you know, that's <laughs> the cool thing about having guests. You know, it's surprising what, what people can bring to the table or who they know. And then you get more in-depth with, like, what's happening. Like, with Jenna, uh, she's got a lot of contacts. She makes dice, and she's, you know, pretty well-known on instagram and stuff and a lot of people buy and look at her stuff and i was like hey do you want to play in the podcast <laughs> I, I am absolutely i have to say jenna i'm absolutely in love with your dice and i went i went to go buy some but they i see you don't ship to the uk yet so oh. i was very sad or at least on the etsy page that i was looking at interesting uh, i think s some of the settings the uk has been weird because they changed some of their laws with we can make something happen she can ship it to me and i can ship yeah. it to you because i i'm in germany so i um <laughs> i can ship anywhere in europe and so it might be an easier route to go um We'll make it. That happen. would be awesome. You have yeah, some like right. uh, I've re particularly fell in love with like uh, you had two sets that like have roses in them, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. I oh, would be right. like, yeah, because yeah. my character in No Small Roles is called Gwendolyn Rose. Mm -hmm. So like, I really mm -hmm. need some rose dice in my yeah. life. Well, you're in luck. I have a couple that I just finished off. I've got a a set that has roses in them. Well, there's one for sale on Etsy, but there I also have uh, one that I put snake skin shed in. And I painted Ooh. it gold. So there's like a rose plus like this golden, it almost looks like dragon skin um, oh, in it. And then I also have one that I put like lace in a rose in. So. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I cannot wait to see these. Here, <laughs> I, I'm like, here I am like, oh, can I get some dice with googly eyes in it? She's like, oh, sure, googly eyes, whatever. And then she's like doing dragon skin and all this crazy stuff. And she's like, googly That's eyes, cool. here we go. No <laughs> problem, just burn it. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a look. I've not seen these. I'm, yeah, I'm, me too. I'm like, yeah. red, I'm ready to just go on Etsy now. Yes. <laughs> Well, yeah, right on. I mean, yeah, so that's one of the cool contacts. And, you know, I got another new player just started and he does professional DMing and he, he DMs for, for families and stuff. And, and you know, we talked about mental, mental health with uh, online and Jenna's interview when I, when I was talking with her and we got a lot of comments about it. And we were very fortunate that we both know Satine Phoenix and we interviewed her. Uh, I haven't released that episode yet, but we had a really in-depth, you know, mental health discussion about how D&Ds, you know, helps with, you know, issues that people are going through and it's a, a way to cope with, you know, situations and stuff like that. So, you know, again, it goes all back, it, it all goes back to the remote, you know, because now you're not sitting at a table, you're actively going out to the world and, 
mm-hmm. and making a podcast, you know, there's people that you have no idea that are listening and they send a message and they go, Hey, uh, I do this, this, and this. And then next thing you know, you're, you know, Hello. talking with, you know, you're talking with people that are big people within our industry. And, you know, that's why I made this mm-hmm. podcast is that I wanted to talk to other people, make actual play D and D games. Cause I want to, I want to know their experiences and, uh, you know, and it's cool talking to a group from the UK. Uh, Twenty, I I've been playing for thirty-one years, and so D and D in the UK, I didn't think was. A, I knew the Dragon Society started in in uh, London, but I didn't know that they still play D and D to to date. And I mean, obviously, in the last ten years, I've been over in Europe for six that I've figured out that the rest of the world does play. and it's just pretty neat it's great to hang out and talk to people and learn about their their games and and how they run stuff and and you know it's great and being all actors that's got to be uh you know a big challenge for the dm to test your guys's uh your ability to pull off that character you would think, mm. but he's a little mm. bit evil. Like, uh, he knows what he's doing, doesn't he? I feel like he, like, drops things in and he sort of leads us down a road. Like, there's things that have happened and he's like, I'm going to just let them do their actor thing down that path. <laughs> and then we've gone down the completely wrong way. So he, he's, he's like a puppet master. He knows how to handle everyone. Yeah. I, he, like, something he's done yeah. really well is incorporate all of our backstories. And, like, Daryl, mm. you are, like, the backstory king, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> I can't help it. Is How that, many pages like, is your backstory? Book number one. Seven for my character. And there's an extra four for reasons. Other characters are inexplicably linked to his story. So it's like 11, I think. So by the time you hit level 20, the third book will be released. (laughs) I will know what's beyond the doors of stone. And (laughs) for those who understand that reference. And Um, and that's an amazing thing. Oh, go ahead. No, you're good. No, 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 no. It's fine. It's fine. fine. I mean, that's the amazing thing about fifth edition and some of the previous editions is that the backstory is coming back to (laughs) pun. It's, it's becoming a big part of your character where like when I was playing second edition, uh, first edition, you didn't have any control or anything. And it was a slaughter fest, but second edition, you'd make a character and you'd spend three or four hours on it. Uh, but they didn't really like, Hey, what's your backstory? It just started into the adventure where now mm-hmm. they, they focused on learning more about, you know, the character itself and one, yeah. you know, it's more of a story uh, like, mm-hmm a lot of the games like Masquerade and all them, they're, they're more story-based uh, games. And I think D&D is starting to get to that point where they want more dialogue, more backstory, uh, mm. not only to help the DM, but like, again, with a podcast or a stream, you're now telling a story to other people. So it's like making a mini movie every time you post an episode, just audio. Yeah. Yeah. On that point, um, on the on the story of backstory like yeah that's cool that um well just looking at the things i've read when a lot of advice that people would see is that to avoid making such an expansive backstory but from an actor's perspective or from my perspective for me what helps me is yes i can have this massive backstory but i realistically don't expect it to be fully explored as some kind of like element of the plot later down the line it's something that 
it's primarily for me to help me inform me of my own character like it's your process isn't it it's my pro it's there yeah, that's my process like this is part this these decisions or these things that happen help form who this character is in this present time and if there are elements in that that inspire the dm to create a compelling storyline down the line for everyone else that's great i feel happy about that but if they don't it's fine that's still useful to me um it's just that i think well obviously the vast majority of people who play dnd aren't gonna play with that mindset or are actors and will think that way so maybe that's why the advice is to not have such an expansive backstory because they, they're coming from the perspective that it's only there or mainly only serves to help fuel the narrative for everyone around the table. Yeah. And I, I think that's what makes a good DM uh, that takes everybody's backstory and feeds it into the story that they're trying to tell. Uh, and that really does make a good, you know, storyteller dungeon master gm we have lots of different titles but essentially <laughs> you're just a storyteller that people are interacting with and so to, to be a, a successful one i think taking everyone's backstory and kind of like intertwining it and then you know for for us i'm starting to look at that for season two and season three i'm looking ahead on maybe finding a direction that you know one of my characters players wants to go down and intertwining that into what's happening in the, in the world that we're doing because i think that's know. something that, that david did really well uh, with this is that before we before we began playing we each had like a session zero basically individually with david which which we've also recorded but we haven't released because there's too many secrets in there uh, to release it currently but <laughs> so for one day one day <laughs> we'll release it that's for one person that's at the uh, that's at the 50 pound uh Patreon. Yeah. You can we'll, see we'll into add the that future. one in. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's the, the tea party Patreon tier. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but yeah. um, it, it let it link everything like from our backstory, so into David's worlds. I think much more. So rather than like us individually as players going away and being like, I've come up with this amazing backstory. He's going to be from this uh, place that I've just made up, and he's uh, going to speak like this, and this is what he's all about. And then David comes on and goes, this is unrelated to my world. What do I do with any of this? Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I killed Tiamat when I was three. And then like David comes on and goes, Tiamat doesn't exist. What are you on about? Like he he really worked with us to, to link everything into the world. So I think yeah. the moment we came into the world, like each of our characters already felt like they had like place and like a draw to locations and like, things within that world that each of us individually knew about and had a kind of connection to that David had kind of carefully linked together. And in some of our characters' cases, two of them who are sat here, they were also linked as characters before mm. before yeah. the show started as well. Which like they had a shared history. That, which was key to that it like that initial interview. I remember I think I'd spoke to him before Grace and then David contacted me and was like, so you know how you were saying this and that like Grace was saying that. So maybe like this and that and it just it like I it's so weird thinking that there is another version of the story where um Gwendolyn and Juna didn't come into it together yeah mm. yeah, yeah yeah it was really nice it's... for me and Vicky to be able to like have conversations before um like even starting the first episode because we're going okay so my character basically grew up with uh, Vicky's character in the house so she's seen her grow up and it just adds a really comforting level to it all. And 
No, that... I think a really nice level of my so my character was basically a servant in the house where Grace's character grew up and and the sort of the the changing dynamics of servant and master but much older and much younger and and how that sort of plays out which yeah would never have come out if David hadn't sort of really taken the time to flesh the characters out and go oh this I mean I don't know what you and David talk, talked about Grace mm-hmm. but like in that discussion something came out that sort of invited me in and I've like I've been pl- I've been playing with David for so long like I there's I know there are things that have happened that are going to come back round and we don't even know how much it was like to do with our backstories he's I I mean his mind is just this sort of like immersive theatre spider web of ideas and and ability (laughs) like an octopus it's sort of everything spinning around constantly and like you know, you, you will say something in one episode and then like 10 episodes later, sort of something something comes back around and it's something really surprising, which as a player, particularly as we're all performers, like it, may, it makes you just like want to go on and it really mm. sort of uh, feeds your sort of inner child, I guess, which is mm. really mm. fun as a, as a player. But then yeah. I think that's what is fun about doing it as a podcast, that that then translates yeah yeah i totally agree my my session zero for crumpets and kerosene is i forgot to hit record and we played for three hours Oh no! and then for the next three hours pain on a deep level (laughs) the next three hours we redid that whole scenario but i changed a lot of the interaction interactions kept the same like situation but changed like npc interaction but uh, I was like, oh, now that we all kind of know what's, you know, each other's characters a little bit, we got it, okay. And then I, I played on a little bit of their personalities and stuff. But yeah, uh, that's one thing about podcasts. You got to make sure the little red light's blinking. And Absolutely. <laughs> we kind of did the opposite, actually, with our first two games, because we record the first two games that we've released that are our first two podcasts were just going to be internal games for us that we weren't planning on release, that we, we sort of did a like, let's set it all up, let's pretend it's going to be released, so we record it all individually, we have all our setups. And then when we listened back to them and listened back to what was going to be episode one, now is episode three, we sort of went, no, we need to release, we need to release those two. Like, yeah. they're, the, they're the intro to the characters. Like, yeah. it's, it's going to feel like a weird intro if we suddenly start at what now feels very much like halfway through the story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I listened and I agree with that. I really liked the first two episodes. So I, oh, I thank you. it would have been weird yes. if uh, you just started on episode three. So totally get where you're coming from on that. Yeah. So okay. tell us about your characters uh, as, as we're already getting into how they develop and stuff. Maybe yeah. it would be cool to hear about each of your oh, yeah. characters. Give us kind a, of the thought processes. Give, give us a season rundown like I just did with my group. <laughs> I was like, all right, you got to tell everybody what you've gained over the last season so that the people that do start in season two know like what the hell you're talking about so yeah what do you guys got for your your characters to this point from the beginning to to your current episode who wants to go first no pressure goodness <laughs> i feel like someone else should go first because i need to think yeah. okay can, can like um i'm a re- i have to admit this I, i'm a very slow thinker so i i kelly i'm gonna need you to give me that question again and then 
it would just you know it would snap on the answer okay. snap. so so the question is uh your character development from the first episode to your current episode like what's the changes who's your character how's it evolved sure uh hmm um yeah, I'm 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 in an iron, so obviously I'll, I'll I'll go. But I'm thinking as I speak. <laughs> no, no, you're um, good. Okay. Um. So my character, his name is um Enkidu Kai, and he, um, brief as I can his backstory. He was a soldier <laughs> for uh, the king of uh, the country that the players, the characters, um, start in. Um. He was like a trainee. Him and his um four closest friends. They went out. Uh, onto like a trainee mission and were ambushed and some kind of thing happened and now they're stuck inside his mind uh, um, including one of these attackers so there he's like patron and when Enkidu's presented to like the group he's a little bit prickly um, in particular with Gwendolyn and they're at odds <laughs> with each other um, violently um, different to each other and from the outside it's very um, the stereotype is very easy to identify like edgy soldier tough guy background um, but the direction I was going for is someone that has loved and lost and is lost in the world without any answers so he's, he's very angry he's very pent up he's very confused he has to be strong for people he doesn't know how to help but um, on the journey with the other characters he He's transitioning from a life of having to be so intensely interwoven with people he loves very much. And then wandering along with people he doesn't really know. Um, he's questioning with himself whether his mind is his own. Um, he's questioning his own insanity. So many questions in his mind. But the thing he has to be sure of is like, can he let go of things that he can't really affect with his power? And what's his place in the world and how much he cares about the people around him and finding something new or something new, finding him to care about, to fight about. He's exploring the world. He's not an, he's not an experienced traveler. He's not gone um, to many places and he's seeing the outside world and seeing how vast it is. And he's in a position now where he's, um, contending with his own ideals of um, what it means to look after others and seeing that responsibility and power abused. And he's kind of thinking like, is there something I can do about it? Or do I be a protector to the people I'm with? Like what's within my power to affect? So he's starting to open up a bit more. Oh, you said you were gonna um and ah and then come up with an amazing answer. <laughs> <laughs> I it's kind of just a running train of like um I, I, yeah. I thought you were gonna throw out like equipment he got this cool sword at this point <laughs> total in-depth in mental yeah. development of the character i love it i love it all right well, so now to talks about a character so i just i think that's yeah. i guess that's yeah, yeah. it's really what nice hearing, hearing, hearing enkidu's journey just in like a an explanation yeah, there we go. These guys haven't heard that part of his internal monologue. You guys don't yeah. get that when we play. Mm -hmm. Obviously, I sit with that. I've been sitting with that for months. 
Hashtag spoilers for anybody who's not listened to us yet. No. (laughs) You'll still enjoy listening to the episodes. Please do give us a listen. Thank you. (laughs) Nice plug. Nice plug. But but I feel like that's the tip of the iceberg, Frankie, do. He's come such a long way, but he's Mm. got so far to go, right? He's uh, so much fun. There's a lot lot going on. Yeah. Oh, who, who who's next? I mean, everyone else is like, <laughs> well, huh, I had items, but no, I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I gotta go with Seeing as you've mentioned Gwendolyn, Daryl, um, I shall. Uh, yeah, Gwendolyn Rose is a half orc monk noble um, who has run away from her wedding with the guy that she thinks is the love of her life. And she has been abandoned. And that's where we find her in episode one. Oh, um, no. She is naive. She is, I, I kind of like imagine this kind of Austin heroine um, hmm. kind of, but not quite, like not quite as good as, uh, as clever as like Lizzie Bennett, but like much more like the naivety of like Lydia Bennett. Uh, she's just kind of thrown herself into this kind of running away and I can do this and I'm fabulous. Um, but she's got the monk training because uh, when she was growing up, she had a lot of uh, issues with like anger and being able to like know how to channel her kind of aggression. And so um her father who was obviously very rich you know brings in somebody to kind of teach her some discipline and so she's also a badass monk which is (laughs) so much fun to play (laughs) oh i never knew how much i would love playing a monk i mean oh my god (laughs) no spells to worry about which is great (laughs) and um just like a way to like whoop ass is so much fun exactly when you get high enough level you're immune to basically everything you take half damage of everything you can go invisible and like Monks are I awesome. cannot wait. <laughs> it means poison. Oh, yeah. Gwen already Points deals out more damage. Barrages of attacks. My goodness yeah. me. Yeah. She also but... goes in like, I want to say bullsy, but that's the wrong thing. Like whatever the female <laughs> equivalent of that is. Like she just strides in because of like, because mm. of her naivety, but also because yeah. she's a monk and it's she's yeah. fucking brilliant. She's, she's very impulsive. And I think that's what's mm-hmm. rubbed Enkidu up the wrong way. Oh, also yeah. because she's noble and she talks like this and she's very posh. <laughs> and he's just gone, uh, who is this privileged, you know? Mm. Uh, he, and she's just like, thinks she's, she doesn't think she's all that but she certainly can come across that like that in first meeting mm-hmm. um and so then that they kind of keep rubbing each other up the wrong way partly because mm-hmm. also they're quite similar because they both mm. care very passionately but they can't see that the other one also cares passionately <laughs> we which, call them uh, Gwenki do don't we yeah. <laughs> there is so much shipping <laughs> within the game <laughs> like yeah. it's, it's women for like, a it. fan to be like oh it's I stirring. ship this but the DM intentionally oh. He stirs the pot. Oh, massively. You got to stir the pot and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> and it's great fun for role play, which uh, like, oh, you yeah. know, it, we, we've had some heated discussions and sometimes and afterwards you're like, whew, just like Daryl, we're still friends. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're still good. We get a, we get a drink, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Listening to some of those episodes, I'm like, do they really hate each other in real life? <laughs> <laughs> it's just a really good performance. <laughs> we were able to like the uh, when the lockdown kind of eased a little bit, and we were actually able to like record in the same place. Like before, Daryl was able to get his mic. He came over and we recorded together on my mic because it was pretty good at taking two sounds. 
so we're sat so close we're yeah. like arms around yeah. each other like oh you're right mate we're having a lovely time but our mm. characters are having an argument yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> so that was my favorite episodes to record when you two were in the same place and like when you two just sort of went off the rest of us were just like okay we can just sort of sit back and watch you two on one screen you. just <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely speak of you on we've got a show like... yeah. <laughs> gosh yeah that was my coincidence mm. that the sessions we recorded together physically in the same place were some of I'm gonna I was about to say Gwen Kidu. It's disgusting. <laughs> I um, Gwen Kidu. You have to use Gwen Kidu, Daryl. Yes. <laughs> the pair's most heated heated dis- like debates were when we physically recorded together. That's that's mad. Yeah. 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 I'm very interested to see where those characters go and and mm-hmm. just how they develop. But it's so exciting to be like also playing these characters against such brilliant actors because mm-hmm. you can have those like in-depth things and know you're not actually going to fall out as friends. Yeah, 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 definitely. True. Yeah, it, God, you guys have way more structure to your characters than my party does, but. <laughs> <laughs> We're actors, that's because we, we spent three years learning <laughs> how to build characters whilst we trained oh as gosh, actors yeah. and i think i've put more work into gwendolyn than any role i've actually pay- played professionally <laughs> I, 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 think <laughs> I think i'd agree with that <laughs> I, I, I take it back uh my two new players jenna and jason it really got into the characters and everything and uh but you know it's one of the i have a completely homebrew world uh so it's dnd based but it's modern times and they're people from the actual world getting sucked into the D world so they don't get to be any crazy races they're regular humans and they wear head they had headsets and so they're trapped on the outside and they're slowly dying on the other uh, in the real world as their characters are playing out through the game oh. and, and now they're matrixy yeah yeah and now they're in a DD area with dragons and all kinds of crazy stuff so a lot of them have pretty much left their bodies behind and i I'm devoted to the game now, you know, uh, but they don't have that, that much structure. Uh, I wish my, my team would get all into acting. A lot of the, you know, I tell everybody like, oh, if you do, uh, if you get into your character by like playing, when I play the bard music behind your character's bard, bardic inspiration, if you sing the note or tune to the attack, you know, extra stuff will happen. Or our barbarian, he reads a uh, rejection letter from college because he was a college football player and they got sucked into the game. So like anytime he wants to go into rage, he like got a letter and then <laughs> my, my wife reads the fun. rejection letter. So I plug that in and in the post. And so it's, she reads like nice. how terrible he is. And then immediately goes into like, and then I rage. And then he goes into. <laughs> <laughs> like we could use a, we could all have a few uh, rejected audition notes that we could yeah. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Oh my God. Yeah. We want to rage yeah. ever in a game. But I mean, that's oh, the kind dear. of twist stuff that you have to put in because you're making a podcast. So you, you want it to to make the game a little bit more spicier mm. for the listeners because there are a ton of podcasts out there, a lot of D and D podcasts. And so you need to separate yourself somehow by adding, you know, being all actors that really puts, you know, ahead <laughs> of the game because you have such in-depth characters that, uh, you know, people are hooked on it. I mean, I am. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I hope Kelly that my, um, because I'm trained as a therapist so I'm hoping that my character can channel that because she's a very peaceful character I know uh, most of the time the first um, epi- the first episode she's in like she's like I'm gonna make everybody do yoga in the morning and so all these like, 
all the like <laughs> these fighters and barbarians are like trying to do like downward facing dog and they're like are, are we gonna be moving from this position nope <laughs> you just got inspiration for the day you know <laughs> that does not sound too dissimilar to our oh, juna no i was gonna say they, my yeah, character is they really get on similar. well yeah yeah, yeah. juna juna has a meditation uh um a sort of meditation style i guess that i think almost all of the characters at some point have had a meditation session with juna she <laughs> likes she likes giving advice and she likes getting them to meditate so she I does love juna. she's a great character <laughs> i love it yeah. she's uh she's my my try at like having a kick-ass older woman kind of character so she's a 200 year old gnome sorcerer yes um i love them who uh at this point we don't know lots about um other than she was working for the rose family um and has left to uh come and find gwen um with with good intentions and is a bit i think she's sort of like she sort of fills this role as a bit of a mother hen, but that was never sort of her intention. She's, yeah, she's got all of this sort of inherent magic in her um, and sort of plays by her own set of rules, I guess. Mm. She, she just doesn't mind a drink. <laughs> um, and she's, she does a, does a lot, of, lot of tea drinking, but also yeah. like, yeah, she'll, I think sometimes she surprises me. I'm like, oh, Yep, she has just stolen that off a dead body and she yeah. doesn't care. Juna <laughs> has some um, dark yeah. moments, man. Yeah. So she's she's very witchy. She's yeah. like she's sort of a kind of very much a sort of balancey witchy kind of character. Um with a lot a lot of love to give, I think. Sort of sums her up. We have a, uh, a sorcerer uh, or wizard. I'm still trying to figure out what she is. Uh, Sophia, she's very dark and evil little uh, girl in our game. And uh, she's also from the UK, but she lives in, in, in Norway. But she plays the most scariest little kid uh, <laughs> I've ever had. And so you never know what she comes up with. And uh, <laughs> she's waiting to, to resurrect an entire graveyard because I gave her a ninth level spell slot. Um, so like in my games, I give out instead of like I give out a lot of things, but like you'll have you might find a book that gives you 36 hours of a, a spell slot for something you don't have yet. And, you know, they have three games to use that or if they take a long rest, they you know, I start counting down the time, but, mm -hmm. you know, they have to use these little things I kind of give as a DM, I throw out little random things and see if I've, they, I've asked David for a little random thing. So yeah. I'm hoping at some point he <laughs> he lets me have these guys don't know, but Ooh. I've asked him oh, for something oh, very God, specific. And I'm like, please, if it comes into the story, it'd be really cool if we find this. I'd be like, I want a deck of many things. That thing is <laughs> no. Oh no. In one of our on home that. games, we got burnt by the deck of many mm. things. <laughs> We're not going near that again. <laughs> I, I, I have it in every um, tavern. In, in my game, it's in every bar. If, you, if there's a second floor, there's a person flipping cards, and you know you have Amazing. a chance to, to go. Like and... those pubs Aww. where you can play Scrabble or whatever, they're oh, always yeah. there. Right, but right, yeah. in in your games, it's deck of many things. Yep. Amazing. Yep. 
uh, like gambling, uh, but with your life. Well, mm. so for, for <laughs> our 12 part Halloween special, it came out to 12 episodes. Uh, the deck of many things was played by one of the, the, I had a gypsy or not a gypsy, but a, a, a sorceress that was flipping tarot cards and, uh, one of my characters that uh, he's been playing with me for 20 years. And so he's like, I draw 12. And I'm like, oh, what? And he's like, yeah, <laughs> I take them all. It's uh, <laughs> not going to end well, is it? Like, no, it was a train wreck. And everybody got a little burnt and everybody got a little something from it. But um, that episode got corrupted, not because of the whole outcome, but when I got the recording, that's one downside. It's the most dangerous when your episodes are rendering because if something happens with your computer during the rendering process, you lose the entire episode. And uh, that's happened twice and I lost that one. So we redid it and I gave everybody three cards max. And even though what the deck yeah. of many things was, they still drew three cards each. And I'm like, you don't have to take cards. <laughs> no, 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 I want to see what happens. <laughs> the max there are some characters that can't resist yeah. though. Yeah. Um, mm. I've come across the deck of many things with a, a, a dragonborn barbarian. Nice. And she just was like, <laughs> lost to intelligence and so was another one i need the xp to get yeah guys. no impulse control <laughs> yeah so do you guys um, I... run off the milestone system or do you run off the xp system yeah so. david just just decides when we're when we're going to level up basically at a suitable moment in the story really so uh yeah just every now and then when we sort of reach the end of an arc it's generally been hasn't it or yeah, yeah, yeah or at the yeah. end of a mini arc um mm. Mm. That's uh, that he then goes, Oh, and you will go up to level four next time. Mm. All right, yeah. uh, we're on episode 32, and they just made it to level 10. And I'm like, Ah, oh, they leveled way too fast, so I re <laughs> yeah, damn, the, uh, mm. <laughs> the XP Jeez. system. So now they have to start with zero XP to get to 85,000 to get to level 11. So now they're really putting in the effort to get the XP to get it, and they're getting into their characters a lot more uh trying to get the xp because you get xp for everything not just kills uh but mm. for actions and just stuff that mm. you do within the game uh playing by your 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 alignment and uh you know being helpful and giving stuff away and stuff like that so now everybody's like trying to like, give out stuff like uh i don't need this rapier plus three and uh, who who needs it you know or <laughs> <laughs> random stuff <laughs> can i bless everybody <laughs> does anybody <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, um no ours is, ours is, it's, it's been fairly sort of gentle our, our level increase and i think because yeah. like it, it's i think david kind of tries to keep it quite I guess it's quite story linked again, isn't it? And mm -hmm. for some of us, um, so Grace and uh, Chris, who plays our masked bard Gaius, have both got custom subclasses as well. Um, mm. So the the leveling with them is is very very kind of it's so tied in with your characters, isn't it? That mm. it sort of feels really like uh, yeah. David built me a, a subclass way of decorum. A way of kind of built. I wanted it to be like a monk class, but there was also finishing school. Mm. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> kind of combine that together. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was, and it was just um. It was so cool that he was like, yeah, I think I can do something, and he just like and things that my character was already doing. He kind of wanted to make more of that, and it was just like really fun. So it's it's exciting to see how that one will develop as well, and what happens with Gaius's. Um, yeah. Also 
also interesting because Ben is playing an artificer. Yeah. Uh, it, it's really exciting seeing the different things that come yeah. at each level because, oh, like, good. none of us have played with an artificer before. Yeah. It's, Most it's of us fun. still don't understand it. I still don't get it. Yeah, <laughs> I've, been, I've been reading Tash's Cauldron of Everything going, so what is it he can do? Like, what? Yeah. Like, items instead of spells, but this item doesn't run out, this tape is infinite, what? But, like, the detail, it's the detail of which Ben goes to describe Oh I'm not talking about God. reels of information, but it's like how precise, like, okay, so I pull out this tape and I patch it over this thing and then it's it's suddenly fine. You're like, that <laughs> that's that sounds dope. What is that? It's it's <laughs> It's very, yeah, yeah. We don't it's know the ben, full extent. Ben, what you when can ben, do. Whenever Ben says as Orin, um, can I have 10 minutes? You know, <laughs> yeah, he's going to drop right. some gem of like going away fiddling with something. And 10 minutes later, he comes back with some sort of contraption. Like a flying oh, ritual teeth. casting as well. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my character's, um, uh, he's called Orin Quill. And he's, uh, yeah, he's an artificer basically, um, mechanically. Um, and in the game, he's yeah, he's he's basically he's really into his his tinkering with contraptions all the time. Um, so and it's it I, I I picked the the class basically because as soon as I was reading about artifices and I've not really heard many other podcasts or anything like that with artifices on. And I as soon as I started reading about it, it was before Tashes came out, so it was back when I was reading about it in Ebron. Um, I just thought immediately like this lends itself to such a to an audio format so well um, potentially like all the kind of the inventions and all of that stuff because you get to you get to sound clever without actually having to be clever and like actually make anything <laughs> but you get to kind of go oh I do this thing and then the the tape and then the stuff um, and it, it, it works it works I think as a as a fun little sort of audio audio device uh, with all the contraptions that he comes up and it's all from that that idea that it says in Eberron and I'm sure it's in Tash's as well that that instead of using spells, the artificers have devices or potions or um, inventions, whatever it might be for each of those spells. So every spell is an opportunity to go, okay, let's come up with a new, a new little contraption, a new device or so on. Um, but he's, uh, yeah, he's, he's a nice little, he's a fun little character. Um, he's, uh, uh, he's from a place in our world called the Woden, Woden Isles, uh, which is a bit more, it's a bit of a, a place where a whole load of society is um, is shipped away to, essentially, um, uh, un undesirable people uh, from from the main world um, uh, are sent off, sort of for criminals, stuff like that. Um, th that's not why Orin ended up there. Um, Orin ended up there for other reasons. Um, You're going to tell us <laughs> then, Ben. <laughs> you all want to know so much about Orin. He's such a mystery. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, he, he 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 traveled there through other means. I can't remember. I know it's come out a little bit in game. Out, and I can't remember yeah, if that's been released bit. or whether it's this one we've no, recorded. I it's, don't think it's, so. Yeah, it's like the episode before oh, last. We told we told us of your journey there, but not yeah. why. I mean, who your parents were, what what who they associated with, but not the full story. It's not been released though. Any of that? Yeah. 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 See, if you make this a Patreon oh, episode, you can just toss it out there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Along right. with uh, the whole character creation session, where yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that, that's the title of the episode. Guess what? <laughs> I wouldn't want to listen to it. I think I'll be like, it'd be cheating. I want to earn it. I want to earn it somehow. Like, like when when so, sorry, this is one of my favorite things mm -hmm. about Gwendolyn is how Grace plays it, and she did this masterful thing 
in um, the Berrien's Field arc with <laughs> she <laughs> she got out in Keenan's story by being completely off her face and being loud <laughs> and then Kido had to be like shut up shut up quiet blah, blah, blah. and somehow to placate her he had to come out with his story but like Grace is like yep nailed that got that out <laughs> I'm like oh how how it was it was yeah it's therapist great. Jedi tricks yep. yeah Jedi <laughs> mind you <laughs> You have no secrets from me. Me <laughs> 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 everything. So uh, it's just... so fun when a bit of story comes out, though, isn't yeah. it? And you're like, <gasps> yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we gonna learn today? Or, yeah. or yes. you get some fan mail that's like, "Hey, what happened to this moment? Or what about this? Or what's this person doing?" And it's like, "Oh God, I totally forgot about that situation." And you have to go back. And <laughs> I mean, think about. We've it. done that as well. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <clears throat> the horse. <laughs> Where did the horse go? I want to know. <laughs> yeah, we had a like... whole episode. We forgot about the horse. This has already been released, and literally, yeah, yeah, we yeah. came to the end of the episode. We're like, the horse. <laughs> <laughs> I've had a lot of those and get messages like, "Hey, what happened to this?" And I'm like, "Well, it's too late. It's already out. We'll 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 address it in another episode." And, uh, that's what's gr- that's what's great about listening. it being edited, like. Yeah. Grace messaged me um, about it was the the whole pearl necklace saga, Grace, where mm, I yeah. was wearing a pearl necklace that had been one that was a gift for her, but she was off her face. And so I was to give it to her. I hadn't written it down. It was nowhere until Grace was editing it and messaged me being, where's my pearl necklace, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm still wearing the pearl necklace. And so, yeah. Grace and I work that in somehow, don't we? <laughs> I mean, that's that's you know, you need a pearl for teleportation. So if you get a whole string of them, you're good to go. <laughs> well, this yeah. was the thing, wasn't it? Because I, in the meantime, went and bought a pearl. With the pearls around my neck. <laughs> She's like, oh, really? Let me shine these with us. The... <laughs> <laughs> Where we can find a pearl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just teleporting across the room and they're just burning yeah. slow by one, one by one. <laughs> you're Listening a lot to of money the podcast is really useful because <laughs> oh it makes gosh, you yeah. go, "Oh yeah." Whilst whilst I was trying to think of what spell I was going to use in my turn in this combat, this is what else has happened. Yeah, mm. love it. So we're we're getting to the the last two questions here. Well, mine's a scenario, but uh, Jenna, did you have any questions for the group? I kind of just wanted to know about stories because I, I mean, I've been listening to your podcast and I, well, I really like that you you don't reveal everything like off the bat. That's a little bit of what I'm trying to do with my character. Um, uh, But yeah, no, I really like how things come out and like Oren, I'm like, what's going on with Oren? Like (laughs) (laughs) like pretty much listening to it all. Uh, I've got a folder here, Jenna, with everything in, but uh... <laughs> there's a hefty tome. Yeah. yeah. One. So I, I really like your character. So that's what I wanted to hear about most. Um, so I don't, I don't... Who, who is your character, Jenna? Who are you playing? I'm so yeah. intrigued. <laughs> oh, yeah. So on Crumpets, I play um, Serenity, um, and she is a bard. Um, she's from the new Tasha's book the bard the eloquence bard 
Um, nice. Yeah. She's a yoga instructor. And, um, so she also has like the inspiring leader feet. So in order for them to get the temporary hit points from that, they have to participate in yoga. If they do not, they do not get them. Um, <laughs> suddenly I'm making notes. Um, yeah. And so she is a pacifist, but you know, there's kind of She's got some like underlying anger issues, which is why she got into yoga. And, um, you know, she lived like lived in a commune for years and stuff, but the rest of the party doesn't realize it, but her uh, parents are actually extremely rich. And so, you know, they don't really expect it because she doesn't really care about stuff or money or like things like that. But yeah, so it's kind of a, She's interesting because the rest of them are all murder hobos, except for the other bard. Um. (laughs) They started really nice. And actually, the other bard had a sniper rifle and she was using it religiously at the beginning, but she stopped using it. She's running out of bullets. But she's she's turned pretty good since. Because she's changed her ways, but well, because she's running out of bullets. I also got switched. Actually, I I implemented the proton pack from Ghostbusters, and she was being possessed, and they used the proton pack to pull the uh, demon out of her. So she actually turned lawful good, so she doesn't do any evil things right now. Uh, mm-hmm. So it changed her alignment. Uh, again, my world is like a combination of like. Like our Halloween special, I had uh, Buffalo Bill in there, a Tex uh, Rugsbeck, Tex Teddy Bear from the '80s, uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. The Misery, I had the girl from Misery in there, and uh, so I, I implement a lot of that stuff in there too, like magic typewriters and all that cool stuff. But uh, when a character doesn't show up for a game. Uh, at the beginning of our episodes, we do a fun fact about each of the characters so that people can learn a little bit about them. Uh, and if they're not there, I do the fun fact for them. And so Sophia, uh, she's the artificer and the one that's going to raise the graveyard of dead. Uh, her family's also rich. They just haven't told her yet. And so like no one listened to that beginning of that episode. And everybody's trying to figure out money. And she's sitting on a ton of it. But you know, until she starts <laughs> investigating her. I have bank accounts in my game. So their their gamer accounts are linked to their, I have a bracer that they wear that has like uh, location, hit points. It has all these really cool features like in a video game. Uh, oh, and if cool. she links her, uh, her gamer account to her in-game account, then she'd realize that she's got like a couple million credits to use within the game. But uh, obviously, she doesn't listen to the episodes. Or she, but... <laughs> she does not know that she's a billionaire. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. She's so. like eight. So, I mean. Yeah. I don't know. She's 13 or 14. Yeah. Oh, well, she's a. Oh, is she? Yeah, because oh, wow. I, I put she's a. She's got like the emotional familiar. maturity of an eight-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> well, I I put a I put a time force field in the tower at the end of the Halloween special, and so if they went in it to get a treasure out of the middle of the room, they would age a, a D four every time they did an action within the bubble. Ooh. And I forgot that that she wasn't there for that game, so she got kidnapped by some psycho clowns that took her to the top of the tower. So she didn't actually get to age any, and she's still a little kid. Oh. <laughs> and everybody else is like, "Oh, I've I'm like eight years older now," but they're like, "Whatever, that's fine." <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, cool, cool. So, yeah. 
I have, uh, mine's a scenario for everybody, and I do this at the end of every episode. Well, almost every episode. So if you were trapped in a basement mm. with one book and a player's handbook of any edition uh, in any book with one set of dice, any type you like, there's a lot of dice goblins out there that have a particular set. That's why I put it in there. And then any person you want to play for 24 hours. It could be a living person, a deceased person. If it's an actor, what character from what show or decade uh, would you want to play with? Hmm. So, so is a book and the player's handbook or, or just- yeah, yeah. A... No, no, no. You get the player's handbook and then you get like any other book that you want to use because it's just the two of you and famous people that people pick like don't know D&D. So like who would DM, you know, you or them. And so you always have the player's handbook because it gives you the core rules. Yeah. And the other book is a D&D book, right? Uh, well, I mean, again, you can use any, not D&D, it could be any role-playing. Okay. I, I implement Masquerade and, and, and some other games. Like the main bad guy for season two is a Malkavian vampire dragonborn. So I've molded Masquerade into D&D. And so it's going to be a wicked fight trying to fight a crazy undead dragon vampire <laughs> so yeah any book okay, i think i've decided okay yeah. what do you got so i'm gonna go first if that's all right yeah. i'm going to so we get the player's handbook yep mm -hmm. i'm that's gonna fine. i'm gonna get the starfinder book okay. if i can because yep. i've never played starfinder at least not yet i'm chatting with some of my friends about possibly playing starfinder at some point so i'd have the book to learn what on earth it is um I've got, uh, yeah, I've got a set of kind of like just sort of fairly regular dice that are just my regular normal dice. They're sort of uh, bluey, bluey red sort of mixed colors. So we go with that. And for my person, can I have Mark Hamill, please? Oh, um, yeah. No, totally. Yes, great show. And I want Mark Hamill to DM. Um, and because his, I know his voice acting is amazing from all the video games that he does, from all the animation, the Batman animated series oh and all gosh, of that. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I want him to DM. Um, I want Luke Skywalker obviously to be one of the characters he has to play at some point in the game, but then all the other voices that he does. Yeah, but which movie Luke Skywalker? Because he's very different in each yeah. one. Yeah. If you're so a Star Wars true. fan, he is very different in every episode. Yeah, yeah. which one? Oh, that is a very good young question. Fresh one or old dejected one? Um, <laughs> no, let's go. Let's go young fresh, but but maybe not like naive farm boy episode four. Uh, maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. maybe okay. sort of episodes. Come Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. Empire yeah. Jedi sort of region. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah. he's on point with nice. what he's got. I, yeah. I, I, I yeah. like that one. Absolutely. I, I would have went the Joker from the cartoon because he played the voice of the Joker in the animated uh, Batman Ooh, series. Yeah. But I yeah, want no, the Joker cool. to turn up as an NPC, definitely. In this game. <laughs> All right, yeah. cool. Who's, uh, <laughs> who's next? Oh, I'm sorry. What set of dice did you, uh, would you have? He said blue and oh, red. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've just got a, a fairly... A fairly standard sort of blue and red set. They're, 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 they seem to do pretty, you know, they, they do well for me. So I'll, okay. I'll take those in. Cool. All right. All right. Who's that? I'll give it a go. Um, <laughs> so uh, I have a confession to make. I only recently bought the player's handbook. That's fine. Having played D&D <laughs> &D for a very long time. Yeah. So um, I, it won't come as a surprise that I haven't read any of the other books. Um, but we did do a one shot looking at some of the Tasha's stuff. And so I think I would just want that book just so I could have it and um, check out some of the new stuff. Like I, I was, I can't even remember what I was playing, but it had some cool things going on. 
Can you remember like Ben? A, it was um, it was like oh goodness, it was something with like weapons. You yeah. like infused stuff into weapons. It was cool. Like I think you could put uh, yeah. runes on weapons to make them. Oh, was it rune knights? Was it rune knight? That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I thought that sounded really cool. So I would just want that book just so I can read it because um, I need to get around mm-hmm. to buying it. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Right. Um, I I would have my oil slick rainbow dice which nice. are just they're they're metallic oil slick rainbow oh they are just and yeah. they just have such a satisfying clunk i love them <laughs> um and then to play with me would be david tennant as doctor who mm. uh, because wow. like just because then our game could just like expand throughout like loads of different doctor who sci-fi stuff as well as going through D and we could just go everywhere uh, in our imaginations instead of a TARDIS. I love it. I love it. I and the basement would feel bigger on the inside than on the outside. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. See, I think I'd have the same book as you, Grace, because I don't know many of the books. So I'd have Player's Handbook and Tasha's. And I think because of, I would have French or Saunders with me. I don't mind which one. Um, <laughs> Either either of those women. Whoever's got free time in their schedule for 24 exactly, hours. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, and I do a I DM, which I've never done and I'm terrified of doing, but I'd like, I yeah, like just make them do loads of characters and like maybe just keep killing off their characters to see what they've had next. And it would be <laughs> hilarious. I love it. Can yeah. I tell you my? And I'm favorite... gonna, I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take it. Oh God! No. no, no, no. I was just gonna say my favorite Jennifer Saunders thing is that I went to see one of my friends a few years ago who was understudying uh, in a uh, a show, um, uh, Lady Windermere's fan, and Jennifer oh, Saunders yeah. was playing one of the leads. But for the understudy roles, uh, understudy show, she was playing like a character that had no lines, or I think maybe like said three words in the show. <laughs> and Jennifer Saunders, she is so hilarious that in this line, this this role with three words. She, you know, she just every time she just brings the house down with just like a little look, a little moment that she had that I just, yeah, fell even more in love with her. Sold. Anyway. I'll take Amazing. Jennifer Saunders over Dawn French. Anecdote. <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. And I, I'm going to take a set of Jenna's dice because they sound amazing. Good look them up. They're really cool. Yeah. I'm definitely going to look them up. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Have a really funny time. All right. Cool. Daryl. Um, yeah, um, I'm torn between two people. That's the, what's giving me pause. Um, but I think let us know the options. Tell okay. them both, and Ben will have a story about one of them. And then you can... <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the thing: these, everyone will have a story about both of these guys. Um, well, well, the people I'm t- 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 um, torn between are Alexander Dumas okay. and my man Shakespeare. Um, oh. Yes, you know. And the oh, book... this is like Daryl Sophie's choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's he gonna pick? <laughs> oh my gosh. And who would DM um, it? He would DM like either of those two guys. Uh, <laughs> 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 I mean, like, I can't pretend that I've got an imagination that would captivate those two geniuses. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Um, but Shakespeare for the infinite capacity to understand what makes a person. And all the complexities and the book that i would bring um to be tracked with will be a book of blank pages yeah there you and go. the books that we create would be just like <sighs> it'd be insane we'd have all that time 
Yeah. Um, Daryl subverting the, the question. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be wild. We'd just have we'd have a set of regular polyhedral dice. Doesn't matter what they look like because we're gonna be staring at them for eternity. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, the stories will be insane. Um, we'd we'd we could even role play as characters that either one of those guys has created and like unearth different things about them that aren't put down in paper. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, that's be... a fantasy book right there. I'd start right. Yeah, it that. is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Insane. Uh, one night with Shakespeare. I got it. I like it. <laughs> uh... Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Look at what, look, hey, look at the, um, look at, um, let me see Warwickshire. Well, um, Stratford and Avon was part of Warwickshire and Birmingham was part of Warwickshire and blah, blah, blah. But like, hey, look at, Look at back home now. <laughs> I'd have so much to tell him. Yep. <laughs> it was changed about the West Midlands, my friend. <laughs> Your house is still there, though. <laughs> Your theatre's there, sort of. Sort of. I think the wrong a, way around. But, wrong around. You know, it's fine. like two miles down the street. But I think that's uh, the best one we've had so far. I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah, we can always rely on Daryl for a profound thought-provoking answer yeah glad we let you go last really yeah. the bar is set if he goes first the bar is already set here and you yeah need to, uh, yeah uh, you need to get ahead of him so that yeah i would have had to change my answer if you'd gone first Sure, <laughs> <Joe> saunders <laughs> as long as it's not a set like oh a teletubby or something yeah. oh, yeah, yeah. it's okay everyone's terrible. answer says a lot yeah. about them and but... we confirm stuff i know about you guys you know, like Vicky, mm. you, I mean, taking into account Gaskin and Healy, like um, Vicky's part of a comedy duo and having like those two as your choice, like, yeah, that's, that's cool. And that tells us a lot about what makes you tick. So like everyone has answers that I think are just <laughs> super relevant to them. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree, uh, Daryl. What about, what about you, Jenna? I've already asked you, but you can change it up because I change <laughs> mine every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. I just am not as creative as them. Um, <laughs> maybe like hmm, one of my favorite authors, maybe um, Karen Marie Monning. I think that would be cool to play with her. Just not as creative as them. I, yeah, I don't know. Um, What's she written? I, I don't know her. Uh, she's written um, some fantasy. They're like urban fantasy type books. Um, yeah they're based in ireland so in scotland so they're interesting it's like what happens if like the barrier between the fey realm and the uh human realm falls and all of a sudden we've got modern day dublin and there's fey everywhere cool Um, yeah yeah i would say that is a very creative answer that's yeah. great. I love it. Yeah. I love authors. Well. I like to exactly. read. Mm. Um, yeah. So yeah, th- I think I'd play with her. I'm not stuck in the elevator, right? Because the first no, time no. Kelly asked me, he's like, what if you were stuck in an elevator? And I was like, well, I don't want to be stuck in an elevator with anybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. True, fair enough. There's not one person. We all have to be six foot away at the moment. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For 24 hours in an elevator. No, thank you. Oh my gosh, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then I, I mean, I'm going to go with my same vanity reply, the Mornakinans, because I can be like, look, my name's in this. I helped. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. oh cool. Oh. Yeah, I play tested a lot of the Mordekainen's oh, nice. uh, nice. stuff. So, yeah. yeah. Good That's plug. Awesome. Good plug. Great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and which set of dice? What? Oh, which set of dice? Set of dice. Oh my gosh, that's. I only get one. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I know she messaged me saying, "I got 50. that I'm like in love with, and I think I would choose those. Yeah, I have lots of dice. Um, <laughs> God, everybody's got such good answers. Uh, well, um, I'm gonna go with uh, Ernest Klein because I kind of based my entire beginning of my game off of Ready Player One and Ready Player Two. Uh, and a lot of his other books that he's done. And then I would bring out, um, I usually do the Munster Manual, but since we're doing books that we're in, uh, I'll do Out of the Box with uh, Nerdarchy. I played Test with uh-huh. the person uh, for their book, and it's really cool. It's like a giant. Very good. Uh, I backed them on Kickstarter for that. So, yep, yeah. exactly. <laughs> uh, the Boss Encounter book. Yeah, well, yeah, it's, yeah, Out of the Box. And yeah. I didn't know, I was at D&D, D&D in a castle with him, and I was playtesting it with him at his table. And so we played an entire session of it and I had no idea. And I was like, oh, he's like, congratulations. And I'm like, hell yeah. So (laughs) yeah, that'd be the (laughs) book I'd have. But uh, since I've already played with him once, I don't want to play with, you know, Dave Dave again. I mean, I would uh, if we were in the same (laughs) room again because he might listen to this. I don't want to get in trouble. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, so... You know, thanks for uh, spending the time with us and and telling us about your show. You know, from all the way in the UK, which is awesome. Um, it's nice to to get to meet a whole bunch of actors that come together and and took their acting skills and put it into a D and D world. Well, thanks for having us on. Thanks yeah, for thanks having us. Yeah, it's been delightful. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Roll. Join us each week as we interview folks within the gaming and entertainment industry, such as writers, illustrators, artists, podcasts, Twitch and YouTube streamers, social media content creators, handcrafted gaming apparel and merchandise, and much more. You can find Maximum Roll on Apple and Spotify and anywhere else you find your podcast. If you want to be interviewed on the show, just email us at MaximumRollEntertainment at gmail.com or Instagram at Maximum underscore Roll underscore Entertainment underscore LLC. And if you like Maximum Roll, check out some of the other Dungeons & Dragons podcasts and streams on the Maximum Roll Entertainment Podcast Network, such as... Uh, you know what? I'm just going to let them tell you about their shows. Looking for a unique and fun twist to your normal D&D podcast? Well, then check out Crumpets and Kerosene. This international podcast came together from the United States, Canada, Norway, and Germany. This fun homebrew game takes our adventures from the modern world into a land of roving gangs of killer clowns, creepy British children, the mating habits of dragons, and even Santa Claus. Join Jason, Alora, Merle, Sophia, Quentin, and Serene as they quest their way through the realms of mystery and evil. You can find Crumpets and Kerosene on Apple, Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Audible, and everywhere you find podcasts. You can also find us on Patreon. 
search crumpets and kerosene and get even more wild and crazy fun. Hey, hey, stop on by DD420.com. We're a guild of role players brought and bound together by Common Drive, the love of role playing games. We bring our individual skills and personalities together to breathe life into the worlds and games created by our game masters. We also offer podcasts such as Late Night with Jess and Jam. We have custom content, a bestiary for 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons, and a Discord server where you can find games or just hang out and make new friends. That's dnd420.com. Need some excitement on that morning drive to work? Welcome, adventurers, to Constructed Chaos, a live play Dungeons and Dragons podcast full of unpredictable antics, borking doggos, and engaging fantasy storytelling and roleplay. With sessions recorded in a professional studio setting, you'll feel every bit of the action and hear every snide remark by the snarky NPCs. Jump in and have a listen to our flagship campaign, The Wrath of Zealous, to help us construct some chaos. We also have Adventurers Roundtable joining us on the network. If you have a podcast or a show that you want to join the network with, email us at MaximumRollEntertainment at gmail.com and we'll see what we can do. Take care. In a world of magic and mystery... Where danger lurks around every corner, a new type of hero emerges. Brave. Resourceful. Potty trained. I, I, poop, I, I, I pooped in my pants. Well, maybe not potty trained. Coming soon only to the Crumpets and Kerosene Patreon, it's Babies and Broadswords. Games like Dungeons and Dragons are more popular than ever, but with tons of rules, mountains of books, and so many dice, it can be hard to know where to get started. That's where Dungeoneering with Jason comes in. We're Dungeon Masters for Hire. Take a break and let us run your next game. One-on-one tutorials are also available for new DMs. Contact Dungeoneering with Jason today. Adventure is just a click away.